also like I'm on my way to work and I just felt the need to make a podcast this morning. <laughs> um, I do apologize for the noise. I always do a test audio before I record an official podcast. That's my little bootleg way of editing. <laughs> Getting to it. But um, I hope y'all are doing okay this week. Um, one thing that has really been tugging at my heartstrings is all the deaths I've seen on the news this week. It Between today, um, September 18th, yes, I checked the date, so, and last week, it's like nothing but young kids, you know, like, oh my gosh, like these kids aren't even seeing 18 and it's so disheartening that these parents, they bear these children and then they have to bury them. Like, I couldn't imagine my mom burying me, you know? I could not imagine, you know, watching something grow from learning how to walk, learning how to talk, eat, use the bathroom independently, their first day of kindergarten, their first day of first grade, Graduating, Well, not even getting to graduate. Just, you know what I'm saying? Getting to middle school. You know, and parents are planning for high school. And now you have to plan a funeral in the middle of a pandemic? Like, oh my, I couldn't imagine. You know? And then it's like, on top of the coronavirus deaths, you know, we still have, you know, police killings of, you know, us. And I'm just like, wow. It's like, I have no words to console, you know, anyone. Because I'm still processing it myself. I have a, you know, at the at this moment, a 17-year-old brother who means the absolute world to me. And I don't know how my life would continue if anybody were to try to harm him. Like... That's my heart. And I've always said that's my heart. Not always been there for him like I should have. But that's why I'm so in his business now. And he just got to deal with that. Period. But, um, yeah, I just, it, it breaks my heart to log on to social media, you know, for a good laugh or boredom. And I see that teenagers, you know what I'm saying? When I was in high school, um, there was a guy, um, out of respect for his family and friends, I won't mention his name, but he was 14, you know? And we were getting ready to progress to um, high school, ninth grade. And he was killed that summer, you know? He wasn't the nicest to me, you know? But I'm not here to bash him either, because I've not always been the nicest person to anybody, really. But, um... He was shot and killed at the age of 14 years old. That is young. Like, wow. And it's like, as random as it was, how I found out was through a friend leaving me a voice message. I was on my way back from Bush Gardens um, with my family. And um, I was in the backseat. And it's unusual for me to get voicemails because, I mean, at the time, nobody was really calling me. I was 14. I mean, so, as I check my voicemail, I hear, blah, 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 such and such is dead. And I'm like, huh? 
So I called the friend back and I'm like, what is, like, what? She's like, um, he's, he's dead, he was shot. And I'm just like, how, why, when? Wow. But the thing about the streets, the streets are not fair. They've never been fair, you know? They don't care if you're pregnant. They don't care if you're five. They don't care if you're, you know, a, you know, an ex-con trying to get his life turned around. They don't care if, you know, you're a middle-aged woman trying to get home after a long day's work or leaving church. These streets do not care, you know? And that's why, you know, I'm thankful and blessed for the parents that I've had that we've gone to, you know, decent schools, live in a decent neighborhood. Because as a teenager, you overlook those blessings. You really overlook mom on your, like, basically on your neck about where you are, who you're with. You know what I'm saying? And I underlook the fact that my mom only wanted to protect me. I always felt like she didn't like me. And um, I always felt like every little thing I did was like an attack on me. And um, I overlooked the fact that, you know, she was a teenager at one point. She was a kid. She knows that there are influences in these streets. She knows her children. She knows that, well, at that age, you know, I was easily swayed. Um, very, very gullible and naive. And... I just really liked attention, you know? And so, as I got older, and I became, you know, more mature, a little bit smarter, I realized how dangerous the situations were that I was putting myself in. And like I always tell people, you really don't know how much shit you've taken on until you look over the shit you're going through. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, wow, I'm going through this, 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 and this. But man, I've been through this. Like, and it is like, now it's time to be grateful because it could be so much worse. You know what I mean? I am a person that I do struggle to stay positive. I do. Um, I've never been diagnosed with depression. But I know that there are times when my moods are extremely low. And it starts in the morning. Um, someone I used to deal with used to say all the time, how do you wake up with an attitude? Because you've been snoring all fucking night. No, I'm kidding. But it's just a part of who we are, you know? Some mornings you wake up refreshed, you know, ready to say hi to your neighbors. And there's days when you wake up ready to fight that bitch because why is your dog barking all night long? Bring that bitch in the house. What are you doing? What are we thinking? I'm calling somebody on your ass. Come on, Peter. You know? So, I said all that to say, as much nasty shit as I talk about on my podcast, I also want people to be positive. I want people to be happy. You know, I'm not a person that's always happy nor positive. That's why I speak it into other people. Because in, in some way, shape, or form, it's going to come back to you. And it's going to come back to me. You know? And not to be, you know, self-centered or, you know, prideful, egotistical. Um, but a lot of people do look forward to my energy. And... I didn't realize how strong and heavy it was until um, one job I had, I would come to work some days 
and I will be a bubble of just joy and ratchetness and that that lively gay guy that y'all love so so dearly. And then there are days where I come to work and I'm a mouse, quiet to myself, and people go ape shit. What's wrong? You're not talking. And I'm like, well, last time I checked my pulse, I was a human being who was allowed to feel more than one goddamn emotion. And people will really try to make you feel bad, intentional, unintentional, for not being their light for the day. And it's like, well, that's selfish as shit. How about a hug for me today, you know? Like Monica said, you know, it'd be one of them days, you know? And we don't want to take it out on nobody. So we're to ourselves. And unfortunately, people do have a social battery and it does run out. I didn't know what the hell a social battery was until this year. Yeah, you know? People have a social battery and there are times when we need to just power down and recharge and come back out. Unfortunately, with a 40-hour-a-week job, you don't always have time to recharge. Some days you gotta just get it, bitch. You just gotta get it. Get up, wash your ass, wash your face, brush your teeth, brush your hair, comb it, let that wrap loose, flat iron, curl, lash, makeup, put that body in some uncomfortable-ass clothes. Let's get that shit, bitch. Let's get some breakfast going. We got to get on the move. You know what I'm saying? It, it took for my first, first, first true heartbreak for me to realize life don't give a fuck about your feelings. Death in the family, as sudden and as tragic as that is, still gotta keep moving. Still, you're gonna cry, you're gonna hurt, you're gonna, you know what I'm saying? That, depending on how close the person was to you, that woman never heal. But you gotta keep moving. You gotta get some air on that thing. You still have life to live. And when your heart is broken, you know, oftentimes we just wanna curl in a ball and just weep and just wallow in pity. I can't do this to me. And, you know, as beautiful as that may be, you gotta do this shit after work, baby. You can't do this shit at work. <laughs> you, gotta get, you gotta get out of here and grind and get this money. Because last time I checked, I couldn't pay a bill with a boyfriend. <laughs> now, to find a boyfriend that pays bills, hit me up. But no, you just got to keep moving. And I hate saying that. I really hate saying that. But a supervisor I had a couple years ago, there was one phrase she used to say all the time. But I apply it to everything in my life. And I thank her. I will shout her out. Shamika. She always said, move on to the next thing. And I used to say all the time, like, but bitch, I'm not done with doing what I'm doing. But she move on to the next thing. And when you go through life, especially the life that I live, <laughs> sometimes you got to look at that spilled milk and say, damn. Oh, well, move on. <laughs> it's like, damn, the milk is spilled. But baby, we got more milk to spill. We got to keep it moving. And that's on period. But, um, I'm also running late this morning for work. So I figured I will make it productive. I went ahead and prepped my dinner. Yes, get into it. Because when we clock out for the day, with all this goddamn rain, we don't have nothing else to do but eat. So you might as well go ahead and prep tonight's dinner while you at work. I already got my lunch, you know, period. 
I don't know how the hell y'all work eight hours a day and don't eat lunch. I, it'll never make sense to me. I might be a little thick, but a bitch eats, okay? I eat on every break and I'm not ashamed. I don't know how y'all do it. I get headaches when I don't eat food. I do. And I get a really nasty attitude and I don't know what that is about. Probably do for a checkup. But I get these really, really, really bad, nasty mood swings and I just don't feel well. And then once I eat, I feel like I just took an eight hour nap. I just feel recharged. I feel like how y'all feel after a good nut and babe was locked up for so long and you stopped humping your side, dude. So now I release the release to you at this point. Don't judge me. I don't know where the hell that came from. But it is raining. It looks nasty. People are driving. There's no accidents. Praise God. I don't like car accidents. I don't like to be behind them, beside them, around them, or when they're the result of traffic. So people, please drive safely. It's part of the pot calling the kettle, but still be safe. There's a whole pandemic going on and nobody wants to be in the hospital. The hospital don't even want to be in the hospital. So let's just try to stay away from that. Um, another positive thing about my podcast that I love is if I were to die suddenly, God forbid. I'm leaving my family and my friends and strangers a piece of me. Um, my voice, of course, there's no video. <laughs> but I'm leaving, I'm leaving my voice, something that I was born with and I'm gonna die with. And I hope that whoever, if that happens, finds my podcast and finds this one specifically. I love you. I love you so much. I love you like the teenage me needed to be loved. I love you like someone that will never meet you, but only wants the best for you could. And I want you to love yourself. I want you to love yourself so hard I want you to put a thick shield of love around yourself and let no man, woman, job, friend, enemy penetrate that love you have for yourself. Because in this world, <laughs> it's all you got. <laughs> There's a lot of hate, a lot of negativity, envy. There are brothers, family, best friends, right now that aren't speaking. Why? Hate. No real, real love is ever going to be shaken by envy or jealousy. Because there's no room for it. There's no room for hate, love, envy, jealousy, resentment when you love somebody. Your love should be far greater than that hate. You know what I mean? So I said all that also to say, eat breakfast. <laughs> eat breakfast. Please eat breakfast. It makes a big difference in your day. This has been Dre Day Audio. I love you guys so much. And thank you for getting my listens to almost 700. I've only been doing this since January. And 
like I say, the sum, that's not a lot. To me, it's everything because it's almost 700 lessons I didn't have before January. So I'm humble and I'm thankful and I appreciate all of the support that you guys have put into my podcast. Um, many more to come. <laughs> Enjoy your Friday.